0: Welcome to the AOL Podcast. Let's dive right into this
1: week's message. Lord Jesus, we love you and we honor you. We thank you for your presence, Lord God. Be with us, Lord God. Heal us this day. In Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen, amen and amen. Can we give our worship team a hand as you be seated? Amazing, amazing presence. The presence of the Lord is here. My goodness, in a strong way, in a strong way. We're talking about overcoming the blues, and you just found a way to overcome the blues, and that's through praise. Amen. How many know you can praise the blues away? I said, you could praise the blues away. The Bible says in Psalm 102, verse number one Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me when I am in distress. Turn your ear to me when I call. Answer me speedily. Well, good morning. Thank you, Jesus, for the moisture on Thursday. Amen. Amen. Bring more, Lord Jesus. Bring more. You know, I get to fill in today for Pastor Travis and Pastor Brandy. And the presence of the Lord that's here in this place today is not by accident. The presence of the Lord started with our founding pastors, Pastor Luann and Pastor Ty Jones. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something. You can be healed in an instant. In God's presence and our senior pastors our founding pastors did their work and God's presence is always always in this house and Pastor Travis and Pastor Brandy are continuing the work and I'm so excited about what's going on here at Arena of Life I'd like to welcome in our, our online audience we're so glad to have you we encourage you to come and be in God's house amen because I'm telling you the presence of God right now is tangible Amen. You can feel God's presence, and I understand some people are at home, and, and sometimes we need to be at home online, but I encourage you to come into God's house so you can actually feel the tangible presence of the Lord. Amen. You know, my name's Daniel Spitler. If you don't know me, I'm with a ministry called Life Challenge, and, and we're great partners with Arena Life. Life Challenge is a ministry for men 18 and over with the focus of getting them off of drugs and alcohol. Amen. How many know Life Challenge doesn't save anybody? But Life Challenge points the way to Jesus, and Jesus is who breaks the chains of addiction. Amen. If you'd like to know more about that ministry, please get on our website, lifechallengeofamarilla.com. If you know somebody who wants help, you kick on that get help now button and the entrance requirement packet will come up. The student handbook will come up. I encourage you to have that individual read through that information and then give us a call because I mean know some people ask for help, but when the rubber meets the road, they really don't want help. Amen? So I want them to know what they're getting into before they come to see us. Amen? But please check that out. You know, Pastor Travis, if you haven't heard the first two messages, I encourage you to go back and view those messages. Powerful, past powerful messages about overcoming the blues. We're still going to be talking about overcoming the blues. I already gave you one way to overcome the blues. That's worship. Amen. How many know we can praise that thing away? We can praise that thing away. So that's one. So I encourage you. I see some people writing. Some notes, if you got a pen, a pencil, lipstick, mascara, a crayon, something, get out something and write some things down because we're going to give you some practical ways to overcome the blues, amen. You know, last week, Pastor Travis, you know, some of y'all were sleeping. Uh, don't raise your hand. Some of y'all were sleeping because we had a time change, amen. Well, it's glad to see, I'm glad to see you back. Don't get offended already. I'm going to tell you how to get over that, too. It's okay. But Pastor Travis said something last week. He said that I was a good counselor. And so before the phones, when you all view that message, because I know most of you all was sleeping, so when you view that message, I want you to go back and hear it, and he's going to say that I'm a good counselor. Now, before you start calling calling on the phone and setting up a meeting, I want you to see I've got some footage. It's only about 17 seconds, but it's some footage of an actual counseling session at Life Challenge. Well, yellow makes me sad, I think. That's interesting. You know what makes me sad? You do! Maybe we should
2: chug on over to Mambi Pambi land where maybe we can find some self-confidence for you, you jackwagon!
0: Tissue? Right.
1: And there's your second way to overcome the blues is laughter. It's okay to laugh, amen. It's okay to laugh in God's house, amen. And how many know when you laugh, the blues go away? And sometimes you've got to force yourself to smile, right? I mean, I watch them. They come in in the morning for work, or I see people along, you know, driving the roads of Amarillo. And I mean, the long, they got the long face, Face so long they could lick buttermilk out of the bottom of a worm of a, a wagon rut. That's a long face. Well, I'm telling you, I've had that long face for a long time myself. Prior to Jesus, I was angry all the time. I didn't know why I was angry, but I was angry. I mean, I was angry when I got up. Brother, you know what I'm talking about. I was angry when I got up. I was angry when I went to bed. I was angry all points in between, and I didn't even know why I was angry. But I can guarantee you this, I was going to be angry, and then come to find out later on, you know, I watched this movie in 1998, and I thought, maybe I, well, you know what? Let me just play the clip for you. You'll see.
2: All right. Y'all shut up now. Now, last week, talked about the physiology of the animal brain as it pertains to aggression. Now, is there anyone here that can tell me why most alligators are abnormally aggressive? I know the answer to this question. Raise your hand. Anybody, anyone, yes or you, sir? Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. <laughs> Your mama said it. Alligators are ornery cause they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. Wow! <laughs> Anybody else? Yes, user. Alligators are aggressive because of an enlarged medulla oblongata. It's the sector of the brain which controls aggressive behavior. That is correct. The medulla oblongata. But, mama said... The medulla oblongata. Is where anger, jealousy, and aggression come from. Now, is there anybody here can tell me where happiness comes from? No. Anyone? Oh. All right. Let's hear what mama has to say on the subject. Mama say that happiness is from magic rays of sunshine that come down when you're feeling blue. <laughs> okay. Well, folks. Mama's wrong
1: again. <laughs> <laughs> the medulla oblongata, an enlarged medulla oblongata. Well, that's not, that was not my problem, Pastor Robert. I did not have an enlarged obdu- medulla oblongata. But what was going on was I had a defense mechanism that I had developed. And really what I was doing was masquerading and covering up the blues. See, I had been hurt when I was very young and still feeling sorry for myself and all of that, and poor me, poor me, and we'll get there in a minute about all of that. But mama is wrong. Happiness doesn't come from rays of sunshine and anger and aggression. It it could be just plain anger, but it could be a defense mechanism covering up something else. And what my anger was was a defense mechanism, and I was trying to push you away from me. I became unapproachable so you wouldn't get close to me, and I wouldn't get hurt. Anybody else in that in that category? So we have to examine and know our emotions so emotions don't run us. But i tell you what, emotions ran me for a lot of my life. And I didn't even know I had the blues. The problem was I was dealing with blues that had happened when I was a child, and now I'm in my 30s. Well, it's time to cowboy up. Amen? My goodness, you can't change anything that already happened to you. And that's the same thing in the mistakes I've made. How many know, man, you sit around and you dwell on this mistake you made and you can't change it at all? The thing is, is you learn from it. I said, the thing is, is you learn from it. When you make a mistake, you learn from it. So I've been investigating, you know, how do you overcome the blues? And it's an honor to stand here and and communicate this to you of how to overcome the blues because, man, I was stuck in the blues for most of my life. I still got to be careful if I don't, watch the right stuff. I don't read the right stuff. I don't talk about the right stuff. Pastor Michelle, I get the blues again. How many know you can have the blues as a Christian? So I was investigating and I talked to my students and we learned a, a lot of things of what not to do to overcome the blues. And we'll get there in a minute. But I asked my wife, and a lot of people don't know this, but my wife is also an ordained pastor, Pastor Tracy. And I'll tell you what, I asked her this question. We were actually sitting in the, in the hot tub Thank you, Jesus, for hot tubs. And, and I asked her, I said, Honey, how do you overcome the blues? And as I said that, the Lord transferred the pain that I had caused her in our marriage. He transferred that to me and dropped it in my lap. As I was telling her, as I was tell, asking her the question, How do you overcome the blues? The Lord dropped that pain in my spirit, and I began to bawl uncontrollably. Of course, I didn't hear none of the answers yet. She was crying, I was crying, we were all, you know, crying. And so the Lord—I mean, the Lord has a way, amen. But I felt that in my spirit, all the pain that I had caused her. So she is a very uh, knowledgeable source on how to overcome the blues, amen. Unfortunately, I was the one that caused most of the blues, and I'm not proud of that. But how many know you got to know where you come from? I said, you got to know where you come from. And you got to remember where you come from. Now, you don't dwell back there in the past. Amen? But you also don't go to get up on your high horse and, and, and start looking your nose down at all the rest of the Christians that are struggling. Amen? I notice people like that. Sometimes you get set free from smoking cigarettes. Praise God. And I want everybody free from smoking cigarettes. But then don't turn around and turn your nose down at the, uh, the man who's still stuck in smoking cigarettes. Amen? I mean, we have to have grace. We have to have grace for each other. So my wife said, I look at what I'm feeding myself when I got the blues. I said, oh, okay, what do you feed yourself? And she says, well, what am I reading? What kind of books am I reading? Or what topics am I reading? And so my mind the way my mind works, it goes right to. I said, so a book on how to make meth wouldn't be a good topic to read about. And she said, yeah, no, that's not a good topic to read about. She said, well, how about restoring your marriage? I said, yeah, that would be a good topic to read about. Or how about find a, a book of the Bible and explore the book of the Bible? That would be a good topic to read about. So it's about what am I reading? What am I putting into my system? Amen. you got to put good things in to get good things out. Amen. So, you know, it's got, it, it counts on what you read, on what you look at. It counts what we eat. Can I get an amen? We, it counts what you eat. Now, what I've got up here is, the, is the, the basic food groups. And you have to have a balanced diet. Amen. I, you can't live on chips and queso. I've tried that before. And chips and queso, I mean, it's okay to have chips and queso, but not every meal of every day and in between times too. Right? I mean, that's how I was. You can't live on sugar donuts. All those sugar donuts are really good. But if you eat a bunch of sugar, you eat a bunch of queso, eventually you're going to start to feel bad. Amen. If you don't have some fruits and some vegetables in there, some protein, some meat, how about them cows? Amen. Yeah. But we need to eat steak. We eat steak in this house. Amen. Ribeyes, Pastor Travis, Pastor Ty. Ribeyes. We eat ribeyes in here. But But that's good, right? You got to eat stuff good. It counts what you put in your body. Did you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? I said, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Man, If when you realize that, when you get a hold of that, that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, it helps you take care of your body. And to overcome the blues, you have to eat healthy. It never ceases to amaze me. Uh, the next thing is drinking and our drink choices. Well, I was a missionary in New Mexico, and you know we were at 10,000 feet above sea level, and we'd have mission teams visit us, and I, we would always tell them and, and try to instill in this th- to drink water, right? You've got to drink water. you got to drink water when you're not even thirsty. If you don't drink water when you're not thirsty, when you get thirsty, it's too late, and you're what you call dehydrated. Amen. When you get dehydrated, it's too late. It never failed. We'd always have one fall out. You know, oh, I don't know what's wrong. we got to go to the yard. No, you need to drink water, Right. It's a choice, but we have drink choices. Now, if you live on Dr. Pepper, I, I'm sorry to say that's not the best choice. Amen. Now, I like Dr. Pepper, but you can't drink Dr. Pepper as your only drink choice unless you want to have the blues because sugar gives you that instant charge of energy and then it lets you down, yeah. right? But water sustains you. So drink water. You've got to make better choices. And do I even need to talk about alcohol? Alcohol is not the greatest choice. Matter of fact, just about every dumb thing I've ever done in my entire life has been behind alcohol. Now, I don't drink, haven't drank in 17 17 years, praise God. Come on, hallelujah, that's an amen. But every dumb thing I ever did was behind that stuff. Because alcohol lowers your inhibitions and makes you do stuff that you normally wouldn't do. So alcohol is not a great choice. I can almost guarantee you if you take a drink of alcohol, you're going to get the blues if you don't have them already. Amen? So it matters what we drink. Hey, look, it matters what we watch on TV. You know, now there's some things that I can't watch on TV that somebody else could watch. I told you I was angry my whole life, and so watching boxing and and ultimate fighting, you know, the cage fights and all that, although I love it, I can't, it's not a good idea for me to watch that stuff. Now, I didn't say ultimate fighting challenge is the devil, okay? You didn't hear me say that. I said it's not good for me. How many know that sometimes you gotta be between you and the Holy Spirit and find out what's okay for me, right? And you gotta hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And do what he says, if you want to overcome the blues. That's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about overcoming the blues, and it matters what you read, it matters what you eat, it matters what you drink, it matters what you watch on TV, it matters what you listen to music. When she, when Pastor Tracy told me this, she, I said, she said, I listened. I put on some some music. I said, oh, so you put on Metallica, and she said, I don't know what that is, and I said, oh, so maybe you put on some gangster rap like Lil Wayne or, or Birdman or somebody like that. She goes, I don't know what that is. I said, oh, so you like country. You put in that tear in my beer song. Does that make you go away with the blues or make the blues go away? She said, no, no, no. If it's not on K-Love, I don't know what it is. See, I, I can't say that because I do know all of that other stuff too. But how many know I have to take make a choice to listen to K-Love instead of listening to gangster Rap? Amen. Gangster rap's going to keep me in the blues. Gangster rap going to take me to a place I don't want to be in my mind. A tear in my beer is going to take me to a place to get a beer. I mean, hey, look, music takes you places. We got to think about what we look at, what we talk about, where we go. You got to think about these things. Hey, I'm talking about overcoming the blues, though. If you want to overcome the blues, you got to be aware of what you put in your body. And I'm talking about through your eyes what you eat, what you talk about, what we think about. Amen. All of this is very important to overcome the blues because what I want you to get to, I want you to get to a place in your life where the blues don't even come near you. Amen. Because I'm believing that the devil is dealing the blues. Right. So I want you to get to a place. I want Arena of Life as a church to get to a place where when the devil comes over here, he might be up on 27. He looks down watches, this, says, oh, no, I'm not going down there. Huh? Cause there's a Faith Field Church down there, and the blues ain't go—they ain't gonna accept no blues, amen. Because we know our authority, we know who we are in Christ, and the blues ain't coming here. That's where I want you to get. You know, it's like a pot of soup—a big pot of soup, man. The other day, Thursday, when we got all that moisture, it was a little bit chilly. I'm not gonna complain about being chilly, although I'm done with winter. I'm ready for summer, amen. Anybody ready for? I'm ready for warm weather with you, amen. But it's like a big pot of stew. Oh, man, that looks good, doesn't it? So the good ingredients, you put good ingredients in that stew, it's going to taste good, right? But if you put a bunch of gross stuff in there, it ain't going to taste very good. Well, that's the same way with your body. You got to put good things in your body. You put good things in, good things are going to come out, amen? If you use good ingredients, it'll be good. If you use gross things, it'll be gross when you eat it, and it'll make you sick. I said, it'll make you sick. Yeah. If you're listening to a whole bunch of crazy music and you're going to crazy places and you're talking about crazy things, it's going to make you sick. Yeah. Amen. You know, some things in this Word, we might not like it. Like this whole thing about obedience and all that and submitting to authority and all these things. I mean, it's all in the Word, right? And we might not like that sometimes. It's the same way with in that stew, I'm guarantee you. My wife's going to put something in there that I don't really care for. But I guarantee it's going to be good for you. Amen. Because she's going to use good ingredients. That's the same way with our bodies. we got to put good stuff in to get good stuff out. It's about the quantity and the quality of what we put in us. You may not like everything in it, but it's going to benefit you. And now I'm talking about this word. You might not like everything in it, but it's going to benefit you. Let's talk about some of these ways I used to try to get over the blues that didn't work, relationships and women. And for you women, how about men? You ever used a man to try to get over your blues? How many know that's going to cause more blues? If you're not right with Jesus, ain't no man, ain't no woman going to fix you. Did you hear me? I better say that again. Pastor Michelle saying amen loud. I better say it one more time. I said, if you're not right with Jesus, ain't no man going to fix it and ain't no woman going to fix it. But I've done it, I've tried relationships, man, let me, that'll fix me, right? Huh? No, it might fix you for, you know, a few seconds, and then you're like, oh, my word, (laughs) you're the devil. (laughs) Sports, drugs, alcohol, the TV, watching Goofy, I didn't watch no good programs either. I mean, if you want to get over the blues, I can tell you right now, do not watch the news. Did you hear me? I said, if you want to get over the blues, don't watch the news. If you want the blues, you watch the news. Right? But I can tell you this. Let's pause right here that Jesus is still on the throne. Amen? And 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says this, that if my people, that's me and you, if my people will turn from their wicked ways, amen, repent, that I will hear and cry on my name, I will hear from heaven and come and heal your land. Amen? So he's still on the throne and we still got a job to do. Amen. But we're talking about overcoming the blues. How about this one? More money. More money and I'll be happy. Anybody done that one? More money and I can be happy. More money. Yeah, like the magic rays of sunshine, right? Yeah. Well, more money will do it. No. How about this? A bigger house. I need a bigger house. So-and-so just bought a house. Look, they're really happy. We, we need a bigger house. We need one more bedroom. Need a bigger house and a bigger payment, right? Now, I didn't say a bigger house is the devil. Don't get me wrong, but if you're using a bigger house to overcome the blues, it's not going to work. If you're using a vacation to overcome the blues, it's not going to work. If you're, How about a truck? I mean, come on, man. We need a new truck. Amen. We need a truck. If the truck will overcome the blues, yes, you got the blues as you're driving that thing off the lot because you didn't realize that $25,000 stayed on the lot. Amen. But how many knows, man, I tried to buy stuff to overcome the blues Anybody do that with, I tried to buy stuff Buy stuff, you can go buy stuff if you have the money to buy it Don't go in debt But if you have the money to buy it, buy stuff Buying stuff is not the devil But if you buy stuff to overcome the blues It's not going to work It's not going to work because that's temporary. Look, 1 Peter 5.8 says this, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Five things the devil wants for your life. Look at here. He wants you to doubt God. He wants you to live in fear. He wants you to feel insecure. He wants you to be led astray and he wants you to fail. And I'm telling you that the devil's not playing checkers, he's playing chess. And he wants to put you in checkmate. He wants to take your piece off the board, okay? And we need you on the board. We need you in this fight. We need everybody together in the fight, amen? And if you sit too long in the blues, I know if I sit too in the, long in the blues, I'm gonna doubt God. If I sit too long in the blues, I'm going to live in fear. If I sit too long in the blues, I'm going to feel insecure. If I sit too long in the blues, I'm going to be led astray. And if I sit too long in the blues, I'm going to fail. So i got to find something to be positive about. You know, I call it the pity pot. Anybody know that, the pity pot? When my wife was doing the PowerPoint last night, she put a picture of a toilet on the thing. I said, yeah, no, that's probably not good. Pastor Luanne, if she sees that, she ain't going to like that. Amen. But I call it the pity pot. If I sit on that pity pot, I start to say, I go, pour me, pour me, pour me. And then I go, P-O-U-R, pour me another drink. See, that's where I go. If I stay depressed too long, if I stay bad too long, I'm going to find something to make me feel good. And it might go be led astray. Amen. That's what I do. Pour me, pour me, pour me another drink. I did it so many times in my life for that temporary fix to the blues. But tonight, or today, this morning, we are looking for a permanent fix to the blues. Amen? So we got to find something to be positive about. Well, how do we do that? I'm glad you asked. You spend time in the Bible. Number one, you got to spend time in the Word, you got to spend time in the Bible. And, and look, Pastor Michelle, Pastor Robert, Pastor Travis, everybody who comes here is going to teach you the word. But you got to do that on your own too. You got to go home and open this word. You got to get this word inside of you. When, when I'm looking, when I'm not looking to Jesus daily, my perception of him goes from good king to enemy. Matter of fact, his plans look terrifying to me and I got a better way. Huh? I don't want to wait. Lord, I know you're working on this, but you're not working right fast enough. So let me, that's the easiest way to get into the blues is to do it your way. Did you hear me? I said the easiest way, the fastest way to get to the blues is to do it your way. So we got to find stuff to be positive about. The only way to do that, keeping our perspective in check starts with us knowing who we're putting our trust in. Reading the Bible shows us more about Jesus and builds trust in our hearts. When you spend time in the Bible, it changes you. I said when you spend time in the Bible, it changes you. When you get the word inside of you, it transforms you. Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine. It's not, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. Hebrews 4 Verse 12 says this, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. We got to get the word inside of us. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light. On my path. 2 Timothy 3 16 and 17 says this all scripture is God breathed. I'm telling you, God's word is like a fire, God's word is like a hammer. His word will not return void. Amen. You have got to spend time in the word, you've got to get the word inside of you if you want to overcome the blues. Number two, we got to know who Christ is. I said, we got to know who Christ is. You got to read the Bible. You got to know who Christ is. How do you know who Christ is? You read the Bible. But we have to know who he is. I'm not talking about knowing about him. You have to know him the way you know one of the Dallas Cowboys. Do we have any Cowboys fans in here? A few. Pastor Travis says that's of the Lord. I, I don't know. I'm still I'm still thinking. Amen. But I'm serious. You know, we know sports teams, we know sports figures, we know a lot about a lot of people. But we got to know who Jesus is. You got to know who he is and spend time in his word. Let me give you a few scriptures. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 says this Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Did you know that? If you're in Christ, you're a brand new creation. The old has gone. Behold, the new has come. And you know that by reading the Bible. You know that by knowing Christ. Christ has set me free. I'm a new creation. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. This is another nugget here where I just read in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 that I've got blessed with every spiritual blessing. That was a good place for amen. Amen. I brought my own, I'm going to use them. I'm not afraid. But look, you've got everything you need to overcome the blues already. We just don't know it. And you do that by knowing Christ. The more you know Christ, the more you know your authority. The more you know that when Jesus looks from heaven or when God looks from heaven and sees you, he don't see you. If you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, he sees Jesus. Did you hear that? I said he sees Jesus. He doesn't see the mistakes I made yesterday. He don't see the mistakes I made in 1975. He sees Jesus. You got to know Christ. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I said, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You got to spend time in the Word, you got to know who Christ is. Number three. Everybody talks about salvation. Everybody talks about getting saved. I think we need to know what being saved means. Amen. What does salvation even mean? I mean, I know I needed to know that. I still need to know that. That's one of my prayers every day, actually, is, Lord, show me what it means, what the gospel of Jesus means, what it means that your son gave his life for me. Your son took my place. Your son took my punishment. It's called propitiation. Jesus became a propitiation for me. He took my place and he took my punishment. Lord, Jesus, help me to understand what that means. Because when we truly understand what that means, oh, my goodness. When we truly understand what that means, there won't be any more blues. To be born again means to receive salvation. And be saved through receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. Salvation is God's will for you made real on earth. All his abundant blessings are freely available in salvation. It includes everything Jesus Christ died to provide. A new life. Peace with God. Righteousness. Mercy. Perfect health. Unfailing love. Faith. Deliverance. Power. And joy. Joy. Is all yours. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's all yours. I mean, we all pray for peace, and it's okay to pray for peace, but you have it. Pray for the knowledge and the understanding that know that you know that you know that you have peace. Salvation. In the verb form, it's sozo. In the noun form, it's soteria. In the Greek. I want you to know what this word means. I think our English doesn't describe it enough. It it, it means to save. And that's from all kinds of peril in life. It means to deliver. It means to set free. It means to redeem. It means to restore, to make whole, to keep whole, to make or keep safe and sound, to make complete and to heal. I'm not talking about a religion, and it's more than just having your sins forgiven. When we receive Jesus as Lord, all that he is becomes ours. He brings his righteousness, his redemption, his health, his wisdom, his holiness, his life, his law-keeping. Amen. That means if I focus on the finished work of Christ, when I say the finished work of Christ, I mean the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Amen. His finished work. He's already done it for me. Guess what? You know what? It doesn't matter what I did. It matters what he done. All i got to do is focus on what he has done, and that enables me to keep the law. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2 says this. He pulls this passage from Isaiah 49.9. For he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Church, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I said, now is the day of salvation. Number four is you got to serve others. We got to spend time in the Word. We got to know who Jesus is. We got to know what it means to be saved. And you got to serve others. I said, you got to serve others. we got to get our focus off of us and put them out onto the community. And the only way you can do that is take your eyes off of you and put them on the finished work of Christ. Because how many know we're too stinking selfish to help anybody else? At least I am. I'm too stinking selfish to help anybody else without Jesus Christ. But when Jesus is living on the inside of you, you want to help other people. When I focus more on myself than people around me, I give more of my attention to my own doubt and fear. Serving others allows me to remember that life isn't all about me. I hope nobody gets upset by that. But life is not all about you. We've got to take our eyes off ourselves and put them on the cross of Christ and begin to serve other people. And I'm telling you, when you serve other people, your problems go away. The blues go away. One way, another way to overcome the blues is serving other people. I get to do this on a daily basis. And, you know, that's another word. I I didn't put this in my notes. I didn't say this in in the first service. But this is is really important. You can change your life with one word. From got to get. I got to go to work. No, you get to go to work i got to go to church. No, you get to go to church. Well, i got to pay this bill. No, you get to pay that bill for your lights. You get to turn the light switch on and the lights come on. Change that one word and it will change your life. I get to do this. And what an honor, what a privilege, what a responsibility it is to get to do it. But God wants to use you. And in order for God to use you and use this church, we got to get over the blues. Amen? And this is a great way to do it is serving others. Serving also allows me to come face-to-face with situations I can't fix or control. So as I reach out to serve others, I find myself reaching up to Jesus more and more. How many know that when you're trying to serve others, man, there's so many times I'm sitting there in a counseling session or or talking to somebody and I'm thinking to myself, I have no earthly idea what to say. I really, I mean, I'm just being honest. But how many know God shows up and speaks? Amen. That's when you know it's the Lord. When God shows up and speaks. So tell him weak. your strength is made perfect. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. So don't be afraid to say, Lord, I'm not capable of doing that. I'm not qualified of doing that. Good. That's why he's calling you. Because then there's no, you can't deny it. Look, I'm not equipped or capable to stand up here in front of you without Jesus. He's got to be speaking through me. I'm praying like crazy on the way here, going, Lord, please, Jesus, show up. I mean, you don't want to hear from me. I'll give you the blues. Jesus is going to cure the blues. Amen. Amen. So that's good. When we serve others, it brings us to the end of ourselves, and we can't serve others without Jesus. So it practice you. It helps you practice depending on Jesus Christ. And the fifth one is, you got to hang out with other people who are trying to follow Jesus. You gotta hang out with positive people. Amen. And sometimes they're that's it's hard to find right now. Some positive people, but you gotta find them. You gotta get around positive people. You get around, you gotta get around people that are problem solvers. Amen. I you gotta get around people that bring solutions to the table. You got those friends that they always got problems, you know, and they always see the glass is half empty. No, it ain't. The glass is half full. Matter of fact, I drank the half that's already gone of that high-quality H2O, amen? It's a matter of perspective, but you gotta hang out with positive people. You gotta get around people that wanna cheer for you. And matter of fact, church, when you see somebody get that house, you gotta cheer for them. You see somebody get that truck, you gotta cheer for them. You hear about somebody getting a promotion, you gotta cheer for them. You hear about somebody getting healed, you gotta cheer for them, that's right. We gotta be each other's biggest cheerleaders. Amen, because I'll guarantee you this, and I, just, I dare you to try this. Start cheering for other people and watch how God blesses you. It'll help you overcome the blues. There's power in numbers. We're more likely to have faith and be less fearful when we're surrounded by people who point us back to Jesus. Hebrews chapter 10, 24 and 25 says this, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Jesus' love, provision, and sovereignty are always present. But I can see those things more clearly through the love and support of Christian friends. Celebrating God's miracles in each other's lives helps to make those moments real and gives us touchstones to go back to when fear creeps in. Do not let the devil tell you that you are unloved or not good enough. You're God's handiwork in Christ. We are not only good enough, we're more than conquerors in him who loved us. Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And Romans 8:37 says this, knowing all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. There's so many things and the devil the devil corrupts what is good. The house, the car, the money. The devil wants you to use those things to overcome the blues. It's okay to have things. Things just can't have you. You got to get something right first. And the first thing we got to get right is we got to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We gotta believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. Amen. We can't let fear creep in. We have to know who we are in Christ. We've got to spend time in our word. We gotta serve others. Got to hang out with people that are positive. You know, I, I learned one more thing, one more way not to overcome the blues. Yesterday at my grandson's birthday party, my grandson just turned one, and wow, what a joy to have grandchildren! Uh, it's the best thing ever. But I had my grandson in my arms, and my son's father-in-law came came over to me while I was there and he, he, he pulled his pacifier out of his mouth and he shoved it down into a cup of sweet tea and he shoved it back in his mouth boy his old eyes got this big around he's like I'm going to spoil him with some sweet tea the problem with that is it wore off and Then that, bo- that little boy was ready to chew the plastic off that thing then To try to get some more sweet tea. See, that's what material things do to us. They wear off. They quit. The taste goes away. The sugar goes away. But there's one person, and his name's Jesus. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll never leave you or forsake you. And it never wears off. Amen. I said it never wears off. You got to know him, church. You got to accept him as your Lord and Savior, and that's how you overcome the blues.
0: Well, we want to thank you for joining us on our podcast today. We pray that you heard from God and that this message was for you. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people with this message. Arena of Life takes pride in connecting to God, to church, and to people. And we want to connect with you. So don't forget to check us out on all social media platforms, to check out our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and to download the Church Center app and to choose Arena of Life as your church. And a special thanks to those who make a difference by giving generously. You help us change lives and produce weekly content like this that reaches the world. If you're interested in partnering with us, you can give by clicking the link in our bio through the website, arenaoflifechurch.org, or through the Church Center app. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and we'll see you next week.